Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Sophie Collins, and I am a mother and entrepreneur, and I am obsessed with feeling my best. This show is going to cover everything from work to wellness to motherhood and what it looks like to encompass all of those things into your life. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. (laughs) If you're listening to this episode, hopefully you've listened to episode one, which is just a general Q&A and shares what the show is going to be about. Today's episode is a very highly requested topic, which is how I turned my side hustle into my career. And this is something that I've been asked many, many times, and I knew that the answer needed to be in a long form to really do the story justice. And I won't even be able to explain everything in today's episode, but that really is one of the reasons that this podcast was born. And I hope today's episode brings you a ton of inspiration, whether you're thinking about starting a side hustle or really just trying to take it to the next step in the career that you're in today. I'm so excited to be answering some of your questions and sharing a little bit more about my journey to running my brand full-time. So for those who don't know, my company is One Wednesday, and I started it with my co-founder, Joni, in 2019. But before I get into the brand and what we do and who we are, I'm going to share a little bit about my career history as well as how I was always inspired by entrepreneurs, and then I'll dive into how we started One Wednesday and came up with the idea and how we decided it was time to go all in. Lastly, I'll answer some of your burning questions. There are some really good ones that were sent in, some kind of spicy and personal. So hopefully I'll do those justice and I can't wait to dive in. So my career history is quite varied. I actually was an actor for a very long time, for about a decade. I started acting when I was in my early teens. When I was 11, actually, I went to a camp called Shakespeare Rocks, and I fell in love with Shakespeare. So for the next about five years, I was in a Shakespeare crew and troupe and performed on stage in downtown Toronto, and then decided that I wanted to pursue acting as my career, which is why I went to university for theater. I went to the University of British Columbia and I always knew that acting was a passion that I had and something that I dreamed of doing for the rest of my life. I definitely as a little girl envisioned myself on stage winning an Oscar and obviously things have changed and I think that is the thing about dreams and goals is that they are going to change throughout your life and there is some sort of mourning process that you go through when you quote unquote give up on a dream. I know for me, when I decided to stop acting and auditioning, it felt very in tune with where I was in my life. I was in my early 20s. I had been acting for about 10 years and I really just took inventory of where I wanted to be five or 10 years from then. And I didn't really see the path forward with acting being my focus. And at that point, I decided to enroll in business school. So fast forward, you know, 12 months of intense MBA programs and networking and learning, I joined a tech company and it was a pretty small 100 people 
in Vancouver. And the great thing about this company was that it was obviously tech focused. It was an app company and it was an app company for event planners. And I had a ton experience of event planning throughout my university journey. I actually started a little catering company with two of my best friends called the Traveling Pans. And we loved cooking together and entertaining. And it was such a fun little experiment and made me realize how much I loved business and I loved events. And so my love for technology and my passion for events kind of came together in this role at this small tech company. So that's where I got my start in the business world. And I ended up working there for about five years a couple of years on their project management and customer success team. And then I moved over to the sales team because I noticed that the salespeople were the ones who were having the most fun and also they were making the most money. So (laughs) as someone who has always wanted to be financially independent and save money and build my own wealth, I wanted to follow that path. And it was such a fun journey being in tech sales. Anyone who's in the industry knows that you learn so much. It's quite demanding. You have to be on point all the time, on calls, bringing in your own deals. But I absolutely loved it and ended up working at a few different tech companies over the next kind of 10 years of my life. And I knew the whole time that there was this like burning desire in me to do something else and to work for myself. But as I said, as someone who had always wanted to be financially independent, I had a big struggle between the timing of when to start a business, what the idea would be, how I would do it on my own, and really the logistics of becoming an entrepreneur. And I think when you're in a career that you see the long-term potential financially and from a career trajectory perspective, it's really challenging to take a step back and say, am I willing to kind of throw this all away and risk it all to become an entrepreneur? So that was why I would say it took me so long. Although in retrospect, I feel like 10 years of your life can go by so quickly. And again, I learned so much. And I think the nice thing from acting to sales to event planning, all of those had a through line of really communication being a core tenant of all of the things that I did. And also being this front facing salesperson allowed me to be really comfortable talking to people. I am not afraid at all of going into a room of people that I don't know. In fact, I kind of find it thrilling. So there's a lot that I learned along the way that was really beneficial as I decided to kind of go full time as an entrepreneur. Also, both of my parents were entrepreneurs, so I don't know if it's genetic, but I think it's something that it maybe is in your blood. In terms of how we started One Wednesday and came up with the idea, it's actually kind of random. My friend, as I said, and co-founder Joni and I met at a baby music class. (laughs) She was there visiting a friend and we instantly connected and she invited me out for coffee that day. And being on maternity leave, I was really excited to make a new friend and have someone to hang out with during the day because I found personally maternity leave quite isolating and a little bit lonely, which by the way, turns out entrepreneurship also is. (laughs) And we ended up having a coffee and we hung out for a few hours. I brought Liam. He was five months at the time. Joni had built a very successful business called 
called Kit's Kitchen, which is a beautiful soup company here in Vancouver, which she later sold. No big deal. Joni is a superstar. We'll definitely have her on the show. And we just talked for hours about different ideas that we had and Joni was ready to start her next business. And I, as I said, had always thought about being an entrepreneur and running my own company and all of the podcasts I listened to were female entrepreneurs. Most of the people I followed on Instagram were female entrepreneurs. So I knew there was this burning desire in me to do something like that. Our first idea was an algae-based protein bar. I won't go into details just in case one day we end up doing it, but Essentially, not that I want to say it was too hard, but first of all, algae is a very kind of potent flavor and being able to make something that tastes really amazing turned out to be quite challenging. The other piece of it was that the regulations for supplement bars in the US and Canada are very challenging. So we decided to pivot about six or eight months in and Joni came up with the idea of doing some sort of textile line, maybe something along the line of crib sheets. And when she said crib sheets, I thought to myself, I have received so many different blankets, burp cloths, and all of these little throws for the house and for my child. What if there was a product that did all of those things? And immediately we got to work on what was our first product, the universal throw. And the idea behind the universal throw was that it was chic enough to wrap around your shoulders on the plane and durable enough to put in the washing machine, soft enough to wrap your baby in, and really just became this product that did more than one thing. And Joni was pregnant at the time, and we just kind of ran with the idea of this universal throw. And from there, we saw great success, and we were able to branch out into our bath line and our candles and basically just create products that A, our community was asking for and B, products that we were super passionate about. One of the biggest questions I always get is how I decided it was time to quit my job and go all in on one Wednesday. And obviously this was something that had always been top of mind for Joni and I as we started the business You don't really start side hustle, in my opinion, to always have it be a side hustle, especially when you're moms and you have lots going on. So we always knew that we wanted to go full time with the company and it took us quite a while to do so. We're a self-funded brand, so we've been able to scale slowly but surely and profitably. And that's been very important to us from day one. Not to say we won't ever take on external investment, but for us, It's been really important to have control over the creative direction of the brand. And that means that you grow a little bit slower and we're okay with that. But it took a little bit of time for us to get to the point where it made sense for us to really be focusing on the brand. And a few things happened that really propelled that direction forward. One of which is that we launched Nationwide and Holt Renfrew last year, which was so much fun. We hired a PR team and we got our name out there in a really new way that we hadn't done before nationwide in Canada. And we were really excited about that. And there were just a few opportunities that have been popping up since then that really made it so our days were really more focused on one Wednesday versus everything else that we were doing. And it got to a point where it really made sense for one of us to jump into the brand and make sure we were having all eyes, all ears, and all in on the brand. And so that's how we came to the conclusion for 
us to go all in. There also is an element to capacity and what one or two people are able to handle. Luckily, we have really incredible contractors. For example, our social media team is contracted as well as our manufacturing in Vancouver and Los Angeles and Turkey. And then we also have our shipping and logistics team that is here in Vancouver that works at our warehouse. So we have worked with various teams throughout the years, but in terms of co-founders and being CEO of the business, it does take time before you're able to take a little bit of that revenue and put it towards people coming into the business full time. And so I would say it was a combination of capacity and need from the business and really the ability to grow in a faster way than we had before. When you're working off the side of your desk, it is very reactive. And if you need to be proactive in your business and you want to grow to new wholesale accounts and expand new product lines and plan events, all of those things, those are full-time jobs and probably full-time jobs for multiple people. But when you're co-founders, you find a way to make it work. So that's a little bit about how we decided to go all in on the brand. And now I'm going to answer some of the amazing questions that came in. The first question is, what was the transition like from a family perspective? So as you can probably imagine, when you are thinking about leaving a steady job and income and benefits and career path and trajectory and growth opportunities, there's obviously a conversation that needs to happen with your family members. Obviously, Charlie and Liam are a little too young to weigh in, but I know they're proud of me. So I would say that I am someone who likes approval and support. But at the end of the day, the only way that I was going to be able to step into this role full time was to first believe it myself and decide on my own. I shared this with my husband, but I was waiting for a long time for permission to take this on full time. And I realized that the only person who could truly give me permission to go full-time with One Wednesday was myself. And I could wait for years for my husband to randomly say, hey, you should do this. And it's funny because I'm definitely someone who believes in female empowerment and living your best life and stepping into your power. But there was something that was holding me back about really deciding to do this on my own. So I remember one day... In January, I think we had decided November, December last year that this is going to happen. And then one day in January, I turned to my husband and we were driving to dinner and I said, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go full time with one Wednesday. And truthfully, he was pretty shocked, even though I feel like I had explained it to him for the last couple of years. But I think, again, as someone who has always really been focused on having their own financial means and being independent it is a bit of a change. You're going from what is a salaried expected career to something that potentially is a little bit more risky. But at the end of the day, I decided the bigger risk was not following my dreams and not pursuing what I had been passionate about and what I had been building for the last few years. And at the end of the day, I knew that one Wednesday needed it. And so for me, it was a bit of a crossroads because We obviously could have kept doing what we were doing and we could have done that forever, but A, you get to a point where you burn out, but B, it really is only so much growth you can take on when you're not in something day in, day out and running it full time. So 
I would say the biggest piece was really me deciding on my own that this was going to be the path I was going to take. And I kind of planted the seed with my husband. I let it simmer for about a week or two. And then I came back to the conversation. I said, okay, I've decided that I'm going to be quitting on this date. And we started then to talk about, okay, what are the logistics going to look like? How is my role as a mom going to change? And it has. I would say I have had a lot more time to focus on my kids as an entrepreneur, your schedule is a lot more flexible. So sometimes I'll get up super early in the morning and do a bunch of work. And then, you know, I'll take off a little bit early to go to Liam's skating class or take the kids to a doctor's appointment. So the flexibility of that for me has been exceptional. I would also say that you have the ability to be there when things go south. Last week we were in the hospital with Charlie and I had the flexibility. I did work while I was in the hospital and obviously that's not an ideal situation, but you do have the flexibility to do that. So I would say the balance of myself as a mother, that role has increased as well as the role that I'm taking on for the home and cooking and grocery shopping. And while I was doing those things before, I would say that I've taken on that role even more so. So we'll see how that goes. I think as an entrepreneur, you feel like this flexibility gives you time, but at the end of the day, being an entrepreneur is a 24 seven endeavor. So you don't necessarily have more time. You just feel like it's more flexible. Someone asked, how did you get started and what courses did you take? So I feel like I shared how we got started, but I can always dive deeper in future episodes. What courses I took? I personally don't think there are any courses you can take to become an entrepreneur. It's just something that you have to be inspired by and determined to do. That being said, I did go to business school, but it was about 10 years ago, so I'm not really sure how much I remember. And Aside from that, I have listened to maybe a thousand podcasts on entrepreneurs, building brands. There are so many resources out there that are free and inspiring. So some of my favorite podcasts for building a brand and thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. I really love Sif Hater's Dream Bigger podcast. I love the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. I love... Second Life with Hillary Kerr. I love the Glossy Podcast, Business of Fashion. There are so many different incredible brand owners that you can listen to, again, for free. So I would say just find a podcast that you love, listen to all the episodes, and take it from there. The next question is about my days before and after and time management. So as I said before, we got to an inflection point where one Wednesday was just simply taking up so much of my time that it was cutting into my day job. And as someone who likes to be very ethical, that didn't feel right. And I was taking calls during my lunch break and a coffee break. And then it turned into like a quick walking meeting at the end of the day. And so it was becoming a lot. And I really needed to kind of go full time on Wednesday and make that change. And my days before quitting were crazy. So in sales, you, for the most part, are usually responsible for booking your own meetings, bringing in your own deals. You have what's called BDRs. So a business development representative who's going to help you book meetings. But at the end of the day, for lack of a better term, you eat what you kill. So you need to be on the phone, sending emails constantly and keeping those numbers up. So my days were a lot of that, a lot of customer calls and closing deals, and they're all very fun, but 
I would say that I woke up, kind of did my morning five to six, my morning routine. And then I was kind of working on one Wednesday and my personal brand from six to seven. And then my nanny would get here at eight. So I'd hang out with the kids from seven to eight. And then eight to five was like such a busy time. I, for a year almost, didn't do anything else during the day other than work and then try to get one Wednesdays up during lunch breaks and then quickly before the kids came home, try to finish everything else. And then the kids would come home and obviously make dinner and hang out with them. And I'm not someone who is very good at working at night. So I like to get things done during the day. I find after seven o'clock when you wake up at five, you're so tired. I am not a night owl at all. So I'm not creative at night. I can't think it really stresses me out to work at night. So I really try not to, but Again, it's a 24-7 job when you're running a brand and it's an e-commerce site and people are asking you questions constantly. So it was kind of an around-the-clock situation. And now that I am working for myself and working for One Wednesday, my personal brand is now my side hustle. So things have shifted a bit in that I kind of had two side hustles before. Now One Wednesday is my full-time role and my personal brand is on the side. And I really do want to keep my personal brand going because I love connecting with my community and making sure that I'm able to share what's happening with One Wednesday and how we're building our brand. But my days now are different. I would say it's been a really big adjustment going from having all of these meetings booked in your calendars and talking to your boss and talking to your coworkers to really working by yourself. And I've been surprised at how lonely it can be and how isolating it can be. And I recently talked to one of my best friends about this because you are by yourself all day in your head. I've tried to you know, book time with friends or go for lunches and stuff like that too. But at the end of the day, I really want to make sure that the time I spend on my brand during the day is super meaningful. Again, especially as a mom, you really don't have the luxury of time. So I know when I have my nanny, those need to be my productive hours. So still doing my morning routine throughout the day, I would say a bigger shift is I try not to do any work before our nanny gets here at 8am. And then from eight to five, it's anything from meeting with our wholesale partners to talking about planning events to internal meetings with Joni or our logistics team, dealing with our manufacturing in Los Angeles, Vancouver, and Turkey for different product lines, thinking about new product lines. I try to get out for a walk and listen to an inspiring podcast. Sometimes I find when you're kind of sitting at your desk and you're just banging away at the keyboard, it's hard to feel inspired. But the minute you walk away and listen to someone else's story, it gives you a bit of a break and perspective and kind of slows down your thoughts. So I really like to prioritize that as well. I often will text Joni with new ideas when I'm out for my walk. And that's kind of the biggest difference. And then the other thing I would say is As I alluded to before, I would say there's more time as a mom. So more time thinking about the kids' appointments. I am kind of the number one person now that takes them to things. If Liam has a special skating lesson, he loves when we go to skating. I try to pop over to a skating lesson for half an hour. So really just trying to integrate those things into my day, even though it makes the day a little bit more stressful, but I just feel like my kids are only going to be this age once. Joni and I have both been family first since the very beginning of starting one Wednesday. And so I know that it's really important to us as a company. I think I mentioned that on our last episode, but that would be the main difference. More time as a mom and 
Also, I would say a little bit more time to be creative. You know, I can go for these walks without feeling super stressed about my emails. I don't have to look down the whole time. I can look around me. I can create content as I go and I feel less guilty about it, which is a big plus. I had a few questions about how we have funded the business and I did mention that we are self-funded. We both put in a small shareholders loan when we started the company that was to buy inventory and to do our launch party. But ever since then, we have been self-funded. I think we put in one more small shareholders loan to do a product launch. We do have a line of credit from the bank so that we can deal with cash flow because as anyone who has run a product company knows, you can have lumpy months, you can also have seasonal months, so holidays really busy for us, whereas certain other times throughout the year might not be as busy. And the other thing is we have to buy our inventory upfront, so we need to make sure that we have enough cash to buy the inventory, then store the inventory until we sell the inventory. So we, again, have not taken on any external funding. A bunch of people said they're finding that to be a barrier in terms of getting started. And at the end of the day, I think one of the biggest reasons I waited as long as I did to go start a side hustle and a business was because I wanted to have a little bit of a cushion built up and I was able to draw on some of my savings to help fund the starting of the business. And I think that's how a lot of entrepreneurs start out, but we've always been growing as we have been profitable. So we take what we make in the business and that's how we plan what we're going to do with it. So I hope that helps answer that question. I know there are a lot of resources on funding and how to get started, but for us, it was really slow and steady. And as I said, we've been in business almost four years and have been self-funded. So I think that if you're willing to go slowly, it's something that you can do. You can buy a small amount of inventory, sell that inventory, buy new inventory. And it really is as simple as that when you're trying to kind of grow slowly and profitably. I also had a lot of questions on how to decide what to do. So I did share that Joni and I had another idea before we started one Wednesday. And I think that you really just have to try it. We, as I said, started this algae bar company, tried our formulations, worked with a formulator, and ultimately decided that that wasn't for us. And I think the nice thing about starting something as a side hustle versus just jumping two feet in is that you have a bit of a luxury to tinker with it and spend some time with it and decide if that was really what you wanted to do. And the nice thing about One Wednesday and what we've done with it is really building the brand and the community. And obviously we focus on product development, but we really wanted to create a lifestyle brand that made any one Wednesday as beautiful as your one life. And obviously there are so many ways you can go with that. And we thought about how we wanted our customers to feel. And that was elevated yet attainable. We wanted people to feel comfy and cozy at home, but also like they were elevating different aspects of their daily routine. And the nice thing about that is you can go into many different product lines. So we've been able to branch into candles and apparel and we're launching new apparel this year and bathrobes and towels. And again, when you're slowly growing, you can take your time to decide what those next products are going to be or what those next launches are going to be. So my main advice would be just start. You never know where it's going to take you and try not to let the fear get in the way. 
The last question I'll answer is around fear itself. I think that fear is such a big topic, so we could probably do a whole episode on that. But I have to say, I am still afraid. (laughs) There is not a day that goes by that I am not afraid of what's going on, whether a shipment is coming from Turkey or our sales are down or an influencer partnership didn't go the way I wanted it to, or I sent out a big gifting campaign and I'm scared that no one's going to post. There is fear all the time. I have felt it since the day we started one Wednesday and obviously more so now that I'm full time because I know that the buck stops with me and I am the last person who has to deal with everything. So I would say, how do you deal with fear? You try try to just live with it. Obviously you're going to have times where fear takes a hold of you and it stops you in your tracks. But I think if you can come back to those practices of what does make you feel your best, whether that be taking a walk around the block, calling your best friend, talking to another entrepreneur, talking to someone else who has a side hustle. I also think having a business partner is really helpful in that regard because you are able to call that person. They know the ins and outs of the business when you're low, they're high. When they're low, you're high. And you can really balance each other out in a similar way to the way you would in a partnership or a marriage. And so that is a huge benefit of having a co-founder. I also think reading a ton of books, learning from other entrepreneurs and realizing that you are certainly not the only one who has felt fear and you are certainly not the first person to try and overcome it. I'll leave it at that for today. I really appreciate all of your questions. I hope this was helpful in terms of understanding how I turned the side hustle into the career, but I am so open to doing more episodes on this and diving deeper into certain topics. So please, please, please leave me your feedback, send me a DM or leave a review so I know what you want to hear next. Thank you so much for listening today. You can find me on Instagram at Sophie C. Collins or on my website at sophiecollins.com. And you can find my brand One Wednesday at one underscore Wednesday underscore shop on Instagram or onewednesdayshop.com. If you liked today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, leave a rating and review. I hope you have an amazing day. Thanks to Podfather Creative for editing and production.